Welcome to the October CPI Podcast. I'm your host today, Gina Elliott Prue. And joining me today is local photographer and designer Guillermo Ubia, and a lot of us call him G, and Nick Strokia, the director of the CPI. Hi, guys. How you doing today? Hey, Gina. How you doing, Gina. G? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good. The weather's cooling off. We're all probably getting out and maybe shooting a little bit more. Wedding season's kicking in. I know I'm out shooting a whole lot more. What have you been shooting lately, G? Well, I've actually been doing a lot of traveling lately. One of the things I tried to do when I left my job was to get out of Charlottesville a little bit more and take my camera with me. So I've been to Pittsburgh and then took a quick little 24-hour trip to Lexington, Virginia, and just been enjoying kind of seeing what there is to see out there. What's that doing for the work? Um, not a whole lot, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's Funny more, how that works. It's more of an exercise, visual exercise, and and getting used to taking pictures when I don't have a whole lot of control. So I can't say the pictures I have are great, but I'm hoping that they're teaching me things to make my next set of pictures better. Well, it sounds like it is doing a lot for the work then, actually. Yeah. Um, do you have plans for other trips coming up? I do. I'm trying to do one a month. I know in uh, November I'm going to do some beachside in South Carolina nice. and maybe New York in December. And that's about it so far. Are you working with models or just shooting landscapes? What, what's the primary focus of your shooting when you do these trips? Uh, a little bit of both. In Pittsburgh, I booked a model. In Lexington, Virginia, I didn't. And I'm going to kind of take a trip by trip to figure out what I want to focus on when I'm there. Do you go with a plan? I don't. I'm trying that. That's part of my trying not to be in control. I kind of try to figure it out when I get there. So there's no, no set plan, no research beforehand. And I see what I can see when I arrive. It's all, honestly, I think the most organic ways are the best anyway. Um, what has been the most surprising trip? Well, the one event that you went on on a trip that you got the best shots of, even if they weren't the best that you've ever had, but what surprised you the most on a trip? Uh, what surprised me the most was how much I enjoyed just walking around at night with my camera, even though I didn't take a whole lot of great pictures. I didn't have my headphones with me, so I wasn't listening to music. I was really just by myself. Um, got to do a lot of great thinking and, and enjoyed that quite a bit, more than I thought I would. And sort of mindful photography almost. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Well, gee, awesome. Well, Nick, now, undoubtedly wedding season's kicking up for you, uh, especially with the leaves turning around here in central Virginia. What have you been up to shooting? I've, uh, I've actually been quite active. I've, uh, I just got back from Ireland actually this weekend. I was there to shoot a wedding and I just called through a majority of the pictures today and came up with a quick uh, six picture edit that I just sent the uh, bride and groom. So hopefully I'll, I'll get an email back with a lot of exclamation points. And, <laughs> and then after that, I hope to post it on my blog and, and share it with the world. But, um, but that, that was an amazing experience. It was great. The, uh, the wedding was really well organized. The, the trip was flawless. I really I have zero complaints when I was out there. And I got a, a, a vast number of awesome pictures. I have to highly recommend Ireland to uh, any photographer. It's, I would say, like, quote, unquote, the land of 360-degree shooting. It's... Um, <laughs> It's overcast all the time, as everybody knows, and there's always this kind of like light mist, but it just creates this like gorgeous light, and you're really not limited to you know shooting past 5 p.m. or before uh, 9 a.m. in the morning like you are in the states. You can go out any time of the day and just take phenomenal pictures of people um, if that's what you're there for and that's your grip. And then uh, aside from that, I've been really busy with the SIBO uh, Weekly. They've been uh, keeping me gainfully employed and uh, a number of shoots with them that um, I, I, I couldn't even start to list. But uh, I guess just some notable ones. I, I photographed this woman actually today. Her name was Barbara Moore. She's been a, a resident of Charlottesville all her life. I believe she's in her probably mid to late 50s. And uh, she's a piano teacher and also a firefighter. And she's about mm. 95 pounds soaking wet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she was cool. She was... Uh, interesting to hang out with today and then also I went to go photograph um, the old Martha Jefferson Hospital off of uh, East High Street in Locust. They, uh, it's, it's kind of a pretty eerie kind of creepy place because they have most of the signs down and they have the no trespassing and um, it's still held up pretty well but the parking lot's full of leaves you know there's just like those minor signs of a distress that kind of make your you know hair stand up on ends when you expect a hospital to kind of look a certain way. Um, but, uh, but that's good. That should be coming out sometime next week uh, with Seville Weekly. And, and that's it for me. Let, me. let me turn it back to our host, Gina. What have you been shooting lately? 
Well, you know, I, I, I shoot when I can, and so the summertime and the early fall tend to be pretty busy for me. I have been working with a summer camp in New England, and actually for a number of years I've worked with them, and now we've moved on to, we're going to create a book of photographs for sale by Very Christmas cool. this year. So I'm looking forward to that. I also shoot a lot of music, and I've got a music festival coming up this weekend that I'll be shooting. And uh, and more in the long-term sense, I'm working with a local designer and finally uh, getting on the stick with getting a much more solid logo and, and creating branding for myself. So some, some current work and some sort of preparatory work for the future is going on for me. That's sort of the theme for fall. But at least that's what we're doing now anyway. We'll see what I come up with. Sure. Um, but a, a busy a busy time for each of us, a busy time for the CPI. There's been things going on in the past month that have been pretty exciting. And I think easily one of the most interesting workshops I've heard about, and some of the feedback I heard about this was great too, was Eric and Laura Kelly's workshop. Nick, you can tell us a little bit about that. That took place last month. It did. Um, it, it was really great. I actually only stuck around for the first part of it. I had some uh, other work. I was actually getting prepped to head out to Ireland. Um, but uh, but this was great. Um, a big initiative that I've been pushing in the last uh, month or so is uh, is more workshop engagement. I have, there's a lot of local pros, and I know we have some downtime. And um, I know also a lot of us want to diversify and not really rely on one revenue stream um, coming from strictly uh, just the photography. Um, and then I think something everyone's always been interested in is workshops. Um, and it was great when Eric and Laura approached me about uh, the workshop that they hosted, which was Better Business, uh, Better Life. And it focused strictly on the aspects of the business of photography, which is something that I think is, is highly, highly overlooked. And um, in an earlier podcast, I know G mentioned uh, Vision Mongers, which is a book that I always prescribe to people that are interested in going into photography or going to freelance on their own. And, uh, and that book really squares away uh, what you can expect as a business owner. And I think this workshop was kind of more of the same, but, um, but translated into a local level with Eric and Laura. A lot of people I spoke to got a lot of value out of that, a lot of considerations about running a business they hadn't even thought of. Yeah, it was a, it was a really um, uh, Eric and Laura are very like bright, fun people, um, but also had a, a very um, strong like frank business sense to it. And um, they did their homework. They had a great presentation. It was about sixty slides, and they gave everybody about six or seven handouts. And um, and they're a young couple too. You know, they're in their um, mid twenties, and uh, they've they've set up a solid foundation for the business, and they're they're doing really well. And um, I'm glad that they came out. They were able to share those insights with uh, with our supporters and also um, bring that knowledge into the industry. Their their larger goal of it was to uh, really lift the industry. So by by them passing on um, their business practices or what they've learned, they're hoping to raise the bar of photography. And that's also what what I'd like to do uh, with, with the CPI. You know, which is why like I like to host um, discussions on image rights and just some other like back end stuff, so that none of us are really going out there and kind of watering down the product that we're trying to sell and. You you know, for people like me and G, this is how we make a living. Indeed, and if you're not valuing, if you're not valuing the work in, the, in a whole, no one else will either. So yeah. you have to set the value just as high as you expect your your customer in many ways to do. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry I had to miss that. I was out of town for that. Another event that came up recently too, I think G can tell us about this, was the Eddie Tap Workshop. I know you went to that, G. I did, and, I, and I'll have to admit that before, when I signed up for the workshop, I really didn't know who Eddie Tap was. I just saw a $25 uh, Photoshop workshop here in town, and I, and I jumped on it. And then as the workshop got a little bit closer, I looked him up and was quite impressed that somebody of Eddie Tap's caliber would stop here in Charlottesville and, and teach such a great workshop for such a great price. He was at Photoshop World the week before and then flew over, did a workshop in D.C. the day before, and came down to Charlottesville, and, and I got a lot out of the workshop. I was really glad that I went. Well, where would you say that your ability with Photoshop was, uh, and not that I expect it to have jumped very much from one night, but, but when you started the, 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 uh, the workshop that evening, where were you with Photoshop, and how much did you move in one evening in your knowledge? Did you take, was there one big moment that you said, boom, this is why I came here, this is something I didn't know? Yeah, and I would say it was, it was a lot of sort of little tips and sort of, this is how Eddie accomplishes this goal. And one of the things with a program like Photoshop is there are 60 ways to do everything. Yes, yes. And some are better in some circumstances, some are a little bit faster. So for me, it's always interesting to see how other people use the program to solve their problems. And you sort of pick and pull different people's little tips and tricks 
and integrate them into your own. And I definitely got a few tips and tricks that night that I'll be working into my workflow. And anything that can save time saves money and therefore makes money. Exactly. So I'm sorry I had to miss that too. Pilot programs of with the, uh, the local schools have been happening in the last month too. That's other great things happening at the CPI. Nick can tell us about that with some kids from the local schools. Yeah, we actually um, we had a, a, a kind of a wide smattering of students from uh, ages 14 to 18 that visited the CPI over the last month. And this is something I've kind of been hinting at uh, here and there. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I posted something on the CPI website asking for more volunteers. But um, essentially what we were looking to do is to build some type of after school program. And this was our first attempt at it. And we really wanted this to be a pilot program in the truest sense where we, uh, we came in there with a loose plan and a somewhat of a, you know, uh, channeled expectations, but we really went in there and uh, looked for a lot of feedback as to what we were doing. It was me and Peggy Harrison, we taught four classes total and we alternated between days. And we had um, between four to six students sign up and the tenants kind of fluctuated a little bit so we couldn't kind of like nail down um, one student to uh, to work with the entire time, but it was good that we had that rotation, and um, it went great. Uh, we have a lot of lessons learned. I'm actually going to sit down <laughs> towards the end of the month and uh, with the teachers from Albemarle High School and Charlottesville High Schools that uh, contributed students and, and get some feedback from them. You know, if we did our job right, you really can't tell when it happened, but we did have a <laughs> bit of a technical problem there. And uh, and G may sound slightly different. We have him speaking now through a three-ounce Dixie cup connected to a string. <laughs> so if he sounds a little bit different, that's what G is talking through right now. And we're going to get back to our discussion about the small group discussion. And my specific question is, is you know, what if someone signs up for a small group discussion and they're new to photography relative speaking, but they're earnest and they're trying to improve their work. Do you think they should feel intimidated coming in around some, you know, some very experienced photographers that go to small group as well as some moderately so? How should a noob, as they say, feel coming in a small group discussion? I think they should feel like this is one of the best ways to learn and to grow as a photographer because you're going to get an hour and a half with two or three other people of varying experiences and you'll be able to ask them very direct questions not only about the photographs that, the, the, that they're bringing into the discussion but also about the photographs that the experienced photographer brought in too. So if you want to figure out, well, how did you get that shot? That person sitting right across from you, you can ask them that question. I certainly understand the feeling of intimidation. I, I still feel that way sometimes when I show my work for feedback and for criticism, but it's the best way to learn and to grow in this kind of a field. I agree, and I've learned so much just from looking at other good work at small group, and even other not so great work, still learn something from looking at it. So it's a, again, I say small group is my favorite meetup of the entire organization, so I pretty much jump on them when they come up to be signed up for. Yeah, Gina, can I jump in real quick too? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I really, um, I actually have never attended a small group, but I, uh, I love the concept about it. Um, one thing about the CPI, some feedback that we got early on as we started to grow was that CPI is kind of losing its grassroots feel and it's getting a little big. Well, I really like SGD because, or small group discussion, because <laughs> I feel like it keeps us grounded with that grassroots that we started with. It's a smaller, more intimate meeting where uh, people can socialize, people can be very frank, people can be very honest about their photographs. And that's, um, as G mentioned, something that we really can't provide in the larger group meetups because we're trying to kind of get through a number of content. We're either trying to make time for um, a group speaker. We have to fit in 60 photos to, um, to the critique, etc. Uh, so it's nice that uh, we have this offering that comes around and it can just kind of run off rails and, and everybody gets really honest feedback. And, and as G mentioned, you know, that honest feedback is, is really critical. If you want to become a better photographer, bar none, you have to get honest feedback. Uh, yep. You can post all the pictures you want all day long to Facebook and get all the likes you like. Um, but until somebody tells you one day, like, hey, I would have done this better or, hey, have you thought about this or, hey, I don't really like this photo. Um, you know, I, I feel like you're just living in the clouds. Absolutely. And, and, and you need to separate the work from the person as well. And I found that that was a skill set to learn with, with critique is to realize you're discussing the work, not the photographer. And when you can do that, then you'll be able to uh, truly dig into your work and truly just find ways to make it better the next time you pick that camera up. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, just wanted to agree with you. <laughs> it's well worth the time, well worth the trouble. If you see it on the meetup site, 
jump in, but don't take my spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that pretty much covers everything that happened last month, but that's, let's look forward now. We have some events coming up as fall continues. And the first one on the, on the pike is the 15th of October. That would be the uh, high-def digital SLR video workshop. And I know G signed up for this. I'm not sure if Nick is going to it, but I suspect both of you can tell me about this. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and uh, make a quick intro, and then maybe G can talk about maybe his reasons for wanting to sign out. But um, what's happening on Saturday, October 15th, and Sunday, it's our, it's our first two-day workshop. It's at 9 a.m. Uh, Gabe Deloach, who's a local f filmmaker and a, a really cool guy, he actually spoke at our uh, meetup, I believe it was in July or June. Um, but uh, he filmed uh, The Harvest, which is a feature-length documentary, and he's working to try to get that uh, into the mainstream. But, uh, but regardless, uh, really neat guy, lived a really eclectic life, very sharp at his trade, and he's bringing that over to uh, the CPI. And then also to clarify what uh, high def or HD DSLR the video workshop is, a number of these uh, DSLR cameras, well, whether or not people know it, can shoot video, and the video is quite good. Um, so what you're seeing is a lot of uh, you know burgeoning filmmakers or people on a budget or people who want to have a small footprint. Instead of bringing out a you know full size camera or a Panasonic P2 or what have you, they'll just bring out a 5D Mark II or a Nikon uh, D7000 and kind of save themselves uh, the larger footprint that comes along with some of the audio, um, other traditional means of video, and they'll just use their their camera. Um, so it's it's a really cool opportunity. Um, uh, going back to what I talked about with Eric and Laura, I'm I'm so glad that we can bring uh, more quality education to CPI because that's what I really want us to be is a large educational re uh, uh, resource and hub. Um, and it, it should be a really great workshop. Unfortunately, I I cannot attend. I am uh, I'm actually shooting. Um, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll be in California the next weekend for. Uh, uh, for the reserves, but I'm actually this weekend. I'm shooting video myself uh, with my SLR camera, working with another local photographer, John Robinson, at um, at the beer festival <laughs> <laughs> to the west of here, a little ways. Tough job. Tough. tough I job. know it's gonna be it's gonna be ripe, but uh, <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? Well, as long as there's a little life. beer involved. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Yep. Well, now if someone wants to take this workshop, first of all, um, what level of ability should that photographer that's interested in this workshop have if they want to walk through the door and maybe get some value from two days of this workshop? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say that somebody has to have at least be somewhat knowledgeable. I think there's, uh, you know, video is kind of kind of be the um, the great divide um, with photography. I, I think maybe some people thought it was like flash photography a couple years ago, but I think this is that kind of next big divide or next big level. Um, that you know, working pros are are going to have to overcome or stick to their traditional means. I I don't say that in the most like strict and you know I say it in a very like earnest sense. Like for instance, like I do a lot of editorial work, and I know that at some point I I want to incorporate video, and uh, I'd like to incorporate video. Um, mm -hmm. So going back to your earlier question, I would say someone has should have a little proficiency or technical proficiency about what they're doing and uh, and a pretty strong desire to learn video. Video has a really high learning curve from the get-go but um, and I, I don't know actually know if that curve ever plateaus. I'm still climbing <laughs> that curve right now <laughs> but uh, I would say anybody who, who earnestly wants to learn video and is, is um, you know more than just curious about what that function on their camera can provide. I'll, I'll go ahead and curtail that or dovetail it into uh, gee why did you sign up for this workshop? I think you're right when you say that video is sort of the next big step in digital photography. And, and one of the things I'm trying to do with my career is not focus on the medium, but focus on the message. So I want to be able to tell a story, and whether that's on, on a website, whether that's with a with a still picture or moving picture, I'm trying to be able to cover all my bases. So I'm I'm very interested to learn how this works and how I can mix you know 10 seconds of video with a couple of stills to, to help communicate a message. And it, it's such a great resource to have it here in Charlottesville. I'd expect to drive to Richmond or to D.C. for a good video class, and I love that it's right here in town. Very good. I look forward to finding out what you guys do at that workshop and seeing some of the fruits of y'all's labor. I think, uh, I think five people are signed up for that. There are still seats available, $175 for two days. It's October 15th and 16th, um, starting at 9 o'clock over at the CPI. That's, that's a pretty good workshop, guys. Well done, CPI. Another event coming up. I just heard about this, and I know nothing about this. So you guys are going to have to tell me. Uh, it's uh, Mongolia and the Mongolia and Other Place exhibit by Damien Dawson on Friday, October 21st. Tell me about this. Yeah, I'd love to. And um, I know this is it just 
came out of nowhere. But uh, but Damien approached me when I was profiled by Siebel Weekly about a month ago, and, and I had mentioned in that article that I'm trying to pursue a personal project about PTSD and, and how soldiers cope with it and try to highlight those those ways that they're coping with it. So um, I met with Damien. We just kind of chatted and had a, uh, a nice, friendly discussion. And, and he had mentioned that he's been shooting for about 10 years, and he's never had a gallery. And 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 when we and I initially built out the CPI. I built this. You guys may have seen it, or anybody who's been in the CPI. There's there's two walls um, adjacent to where Tammy and Jason are, and they're temporary walls with wheels on it. And I really wanted to make this an exhibition space, and I wanted to make an exhibition space strictly for photography. So I I have I haven't been very uh, I guess with everything else going on, I haven't had uh, time to really push this exhibit space. So I'm glad that it kind of passively is being um, grabbed by Damien. And uh, so he's going to be our, our first uh, photographer showing work at the CPI, and okay. it's a it's a really uh, wide swath of photos that uh, covered when he um, he traveled to Mongolia, uh, also served in Iraq and Central Europe. Um, it's a uh, it's a, a big collection of photographs while he was in the uh, he was a British uh, paratrooper, um, I believe he was enlisted, and um, it's a lot of photos about his experience there. It's a lot of photos about his travels. Um, so it's just a, a really wide, eclectic blend of, um, of photographs about his life over the last 10 years. Now, this is a showing that opens on the 21st of October. Now, how long will it be on display, and how will the general public be able to see this? Sure. Uh, well, we're planning on keeping the exhibit photographs up for a month, and I would encourage the general public, if they want to see the exhibit, to certainly come out on Friday, October 21st, and we'll probably set up a Facebook invite, too, to, to kind of make it a little more accessible to people and, and, and chop down that barrier of being a CPI member. Um, as far as other viewings go, I haven't really worked that out. Uh, a lot okay. of people in the CPI know, you know, we just we kind of open the doors when we have an event going on. Um, but if there's a you know a larger interest of people uh, wanting to visit Damien's gallery, um, we can certainly try to to work something out. But th seeing that this is our first uh, gallery showing, I just kind of want to play it by ear. I know that sounds unprofessional for an organization, but uh, no, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Yeah, we, it's just a matter of manpower and, and what we can provide, um, but, uh, but it should be great. And I also want to go ahead and encourage anybody else um, who's been shooting or if you think you have a collection of photos, cough, cough, Gina, um, <laughs> to, you know, to print them up or think about exhibiting. You know, exhibiting is like another hurdle and a roadblock for uh, photographers to overcome. And personally, myself, I haven't done it. I don't feel like I have a very um, – uh, I don't feel like I have a good thread within a lot of my photographs, and I'm hoping that this other personal project that I'm embarking on early in November will maybe uh, can hopefully lead to a gallery, maybe a book later on down the line. But I want to okay. keep the attention on Damien, obviously, for this discussion. Now, I look forward to seeing the exhibit. I will be at that for sure. Now, as we uh, we're in October now, where everyone is starting to at least at least all the ladies are starting to mentally make Christmas lists <laughs> and so forth. I know my son's already telling me what he wants. Can so, I tell you what I want? Um, after I get my son's gift, okay. it's, yours is probably going to be a lot more expensive. I have a feeling <laughs> it's got a lot of glass. That's awfully nice of you. I thought it, I would hear it's going to fall on deaf ears, but that's, uh, <laughs> that must be the, the motherly instinct on you. Oh, that's right. Tell me later. We'll put it on Santa's list. <laughs> sure. Um, exactly. Well, if we're talking Christmas, if we're getting towards fall, that means we're getting towards at least the planning stages of Help Portrait. It's that time of the year again. The CPI was pretty significantly involved last year in Charlottesville, and I suspect that will be the same this year. Nick, um, can you tell us a little bit about it? I know we have December 10th on the books as the date for Help Portrait. Where will it be? What are the plans? Uh, what's going to happen? Sure. Can, can you guys hear me uh, gritting my teeth through the microphone right now? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've really just signed up for it. Um, I think in, in a lot of my travels and, and a lot of other things going on with the CPI, uh, G, and by the way, I just want to go ahead and give everybody a pat on the back, especially G and uh, who ran Help Portrait last year. And Gene, I know you participated and a number of other people. Um, we had a lot of great lessons learned. And I think the top lesson learned was that we need to start promoting it well in <laughs> advance. Well, I think we've already passed that threshold. And uh, and now it's just going to be um, bringing everything together. Um, but that being said, we uh, we do have a date. I checked the website. I was under the impression I was at for December for a while. And then I checked on it recently and it said 10 December. Did anybody see that discrepancy or am I crazy? Um, I thought it was for December too. I thought it was supposed to be the first Saturday in December. I thought so too, and uh, we'll take a look and we'll we'll annotate it in the show notes that date. But I, I'm I feel like I'm eighty percent confident that when I went to the website the other day, it said ten December, 
Um, okay. Regardless, it's the first two weeks in December, let's say that. <laughs> um, and I've, I've casually seen Maureen Lovett, uh, and we've talked about Hell Portrait, but I will probably kick off an email chain sometime this week or next week to uh, solidify the location. But I'd like to probably keep everything uh, that we did last year. I thought um, a lot of the feedback that I got, I wasn't present for it, is that it went really well, and, and I'll turn that discussion back to you guys in a second to kind of attest to it. Um, and I, I want to grow it uh, out. I think we've, we've grown up. You know, as far as an organization goes, or I'm sorry, as far as an event goes, I think we did a dynamite job with it, and uh, we were able to handle more people that came in. So um, I'd like to just kind of uh, rinse, wash, repeat this year and see if we can get some of the same players involved. Um, and then also, too, let me take another step back and just talk really quickly about Hell Portrait. It's a uh, worldwide initiative where photographers get together in communities and provide for one day uh, no-cost portraits to their community. Um, I think this largely uh, serves the um, families that are at a disadvantage, and um, it's uh, the first year that I attended it, it was a phenomenal success, and I'm sure you'll hear about it from Gina and Jean in a moment, um, but it's great, you know, and this is also too where a lot of us came together, you know, before Help Portrait, um, I think, uh, you know, the CPI was just kind of getting off the ground a little bit, and then once Help Portrait hit, we brought a lot of great attention to our organization and really started to shape what we're doing in, in our future. You know, I think it also helped build the esprit de corps in the organization itself, too. Absolutely. There's, no, there's nothing that makes you feel good like helping somebody else. And I think it helped a lot with the CPI last year as a, as a fledgling organization with what Help Portrait did for us as a group. So I think we got something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And giving always does that. When you get, you, it's never, it's never one-sided. You always get something when you give. So, I look forward to another chance this this year for Help Portrait. Um, I know that a, a lot of people discussed. I heard a lot of people talking in line, waiting for their photographs. Just happy that one of the iconic elements of Christmas didn't have to be impossible for them. Um, so many. Things that you and I take for granted. Yes, we're going to have a Christmas tree. Yes, we're going to have a, reason, a decent dinner. Um, for a lot of folks, those iconic elements are all but impossible. Let's not even discuss a photograph. So Help Portrait really did, did a lot of help for a lot of people last year. And for just a little while, they felt normal. I can get this one thing done. I don't have to miss a, a payment on a bill or something. And I can have something that makes Christmas feel special. So... I'm looking forward to participating. I know it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Gee, did you have any uh, past experiences or like quick stories that you wanted to uh, to share with the podcast audience? Yeah, Help Portrait was one of those things that was so busy. There's so much to do that the event just kind of flew by, and the impact of it really hit me when I got home and sort of over a few days after that. And like you were saying before, you when you give, you get something back. I met a lot of great people at Help Portrait and a lot of great photographers I now call friends of mine through that event. So it, I'm looking forward to it this year. And, and I think you're right, Nick. I think a little rinse uh, and repeat is in order for what we're going to do this time. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, too, for anybody who wants to get involved, uh, what we'll do is is what we did last year was um, sometime, um, it's October, right? October something? October <laughs> it, Today is October 5th. Okay, today's October 5th. So I would say in the next week or so, you'll probably see an event pop up on uh, our meetup site, and it's going to ask for captains. So we'll look for, again, organizational captains. And, uh, gee, you can jump in here, but I think we had four sections. We had post-production, we had floor, we had greeting, and then we also had food and ca or catering. How do we title that last year? Do you remember? We had food and catering, and we also had photographers. We had a photography captain as well. Yeah, so it was those four um, that we had. So we'll be looking for four people to uh, lead those sections, and then from there we'll post another event on our meetup page that'll start to uh, be the hopper for anybody that wants to get involved. And what will happen is each captain of those sections will contact you um, about volunteering or uh, or helping out with their efforts. And, and they'll also post what their requirements are and how many people that they're looking for. Um, but I encourage anybody, uh, it's a phenomenal way to give back during the holidays. It's, uh, it's one day. There's a bit of planning on the back end, but for the most part, myself and the captains will take care of a, a large uh, share of that. Um, but it's great, and I, I look forward to December 10th, question mark. Do we have a location? Yes, it should be at the Haven. I can I can say that with about eighty percent certainty. I'm not, okay. um, I, and I will uh, hopefully nail that down too in the next couple of weeks. It worked out very well. I think last year it was a great location to I use. I think so too. 
Well, all right, we've moved past the old business and the new business. It's time for the monthly discussion this time. It's a, it's the CPI membership roundtable discussion, and it's talking about what uh, each, of us, each of us, all three of us are going to discuss about this, what we feel the CPI gives to either beginners or amateur or professional photographers. And I think it's really valuable to discuss this because you look at a group like the CPI, and if you're on the outside looking in and you don't really understand what they do, it's, you're not terribly clear if there's a place for you there. Um, and this is a good opportunity to describe just what each level of a photographer can get. And I don't necessarily mean you know, free stuff. I'm talking about um, experience and education and um, exposure to other photographers. So I'll, start, I'll kick it off with G. G, what, and you can answer it any way you wish. How do you feel that the CPI, um, what, what does it provide to a beginner photographer, an amateur or professional? How do you sort of separate it in your head of what each level gets from their affiliation with the CPI? I've been thinking about this question today since I saw it on the show notes earlier, and I'm wondering if there if there's really a a, a reason to break it up like that because I I'm kind of thinking of the benefits, and I think they apply to all the all the levels because the for me the main benefit is is interaction with other photographers, and I know I tend to be sort of a solo person, meaning that if I get a job in front of me, I'm sitting at my desk or I'm shooting it and I'm editing it and spend a lot of time in front of the computer by myself, and so it's great to not only socially interact with other people, but also professionally interact with other people as well. And I've met a lot of great people and and learned a lot from other people. So there, there's a social aspect and then there's the education aspect I know that we've been pushing more and more lately. And it's great to have a, a resource to bring in these workshops in a space where we can do this type of learning. And, and, and I think no matter where you are, no matter what level you're at, you can get something differently, but I think you can get something from both of those. Well, well, Nick, you're a, a professional working photographer. Now, I realize you're the, um, the grand poobah, as it were, <laughs> but, but that notwithstanding, as a professional photographer, what does the CPI offer you or someone like you? Sure, yeah, and, and I try to remain cognizant of this uh, within all levels, and, and it's funny because I, I get pushback from all levels <laughs> in some regards or another, um, but I, I think from a professional aspect, uh, as G mentioned, I'll, I'll type, you know, go, dovetail off what, something he said. Uh, when you just sit at your desk and you're by yourself every day, it's just great to be able to have a, a networking resource. Um, and then also, too, uh, speaking at like a larger level, much like G said, uh, you know, you, it's great to receive feedback uh, regardless of where it's coming from. If you're a professional getting feedback to somebody else or if you're an amateur getting feedback, any kind of feedback is great. Um, so I, I'd say that from a professional sense, uh, we have. Um, a lot of opportunities for people to do that within small group discussion. And, you know, if you show up to a small group discussion as a pro, you can serve as a mentor. Um, also, too, from an educational aspect, if you're a professional photographer and you're looking to uh, garner a new skill uh, like HADSLR, the CPI can provide you with that, too. Um, also, too, I, I think it's important regardless of what job you do, if it's, you know, computer programming or or whatnot, that you're engaged with your community. So if you're a professional photographer, um, I don't feel like, not that I'm, I, I think many people in Charles will do this, but I don't think you should kind of sit on a high horse or maybe an ivory tower, which I've seen in D.C. and I, I certainly know goes on in New York. Um, I, I think it's just great to be able to interact with your community, and we have that sense of community here at the CPI. So I really think a, a, a professional photographer can, can benefit greatly from uh, any kind of CPI offering, um, regardless of what level they perceive. Uh, the event is is tailored to or garners to. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this question much like G was when I saw them on the show notes. And I, I'm going to use an analogy that's musical. And living in central Virginia, a lot of you guys will understand this. A lot of you maybe not. But think in terms of the bluegrass pickers. And even the grand, and, and your average stage has the grandpa picking on the fiddle. And maybe there's the uncle that's on the banjo and he's got great experience. But then there's the, the grandchild that's on the guitar. But but in, in that musical sense, and you can make the parallel to photography, each musician or each photographer is given their chance to shine within their abilities. It's almost like the one-room schoolhouse situation. And I see the community of beginner, amateur, and, photo and professional photographers as a unit, or all three together, as being the most valuable. Much like G, I don't see to break this up into three separate uh three separate categories because I think it does a lot for a professional photographer to mentor a young one and a young one to be able to have the, the 
the guts, frankly, to talk to a professional photographer that intimidates them. Everybody wins uh, from being able to, to be in one group together. So I think that's the biggest thing for CPI for me is your exposure to all levels. And frankly, the energy of the group, everybody appreciates everybody where they are at their levels. You, it's, it's not elitist. So that's what I see with the value of the CPI membership is at each level of your ability. So I guess maybe you all should just get off of this podcast and come join. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Act now. <laughs> Act now before the, before the price increase. Supplies are limited. Exactly. Well, uh, with, I think we're pretty much done with all the business. Well, hang on, I, hang on. I want to I continue this discussion with one oh, more so quick sorry. point. No, no problem at all. Um, and it's great that we can have a discussion. So I, one of the hurdles that I see is that I meet a lot of uh, beginner photographers or hear this a lot from other people too, um, that beginner photographers are scared of us. They really think um, that we're this like Goliath and that everybody is making millions of dollars from their photography and that they have no business there you know, with their uh, Rebel T2i or, or what have you. So what would you guys say to a beginner photographer you know, and what's your elevator pitch to them to come join the CPI? And I'm going to turn to G. All right. So, <laughs> Ambush. <laughs> Surprise. Thought I had it there for a second. Well, I would say that the best way to get better is to put yourself out there. And, and you're, you're not going to get better sitting at your desk by yourself. You're sure. going to get better uh, pressing the shutter button and talking to other people about photography. And this is a good way to be able to do both of those things. And it, it, this, this is all about confidence and it's all about sort of no one expects you to be great right off the bat. You've, you're, there's a learning process. You've got to get from point A to point B. And all the people that you look up to have made that journey before. They know what it's like, even if they may not remember or may not look like they remember what it's like to start at point A. They've done that. So don't don't be afraid to talk to somebody like that. It's made a huge difference in, in my you know starting career. And, and I'm very appreciative of the CPI and people like Nick who have helped uh, push me along the way. Why, thank you. You're never too busy to help someone come up. You notice that? You're never too busy to help someone achieve their goals. And I hope that young uh, aspiring photographers understand that. I, I, there was a great quote by Ira Glass, and I'm not going to remember it all exactly right. But the point being is that when you first get involved in photography, you may not have all the technical ability in the world. And you may not have all of the aesthetic ability either, but there's something about you. You've got a sense of taste. You, you, there's something in your head you're trying to create, even if technically you're not able to do it yet. So I, I think that there's no better location to be at for someone with great visual taste, but maybe not the technique to execute it yet, than in a community of photographers that are, that are going to support them because they're basically on the same journey as well. So I would say to a new person, recognize that all of us are on a journey. And that we've all been on these, this road before you and we'll be glad to help you. And perhaps there's something you can teach us as well. That's what I would say. And I think all of this applies not just to, we keep talking about professional photographers and I actually don't like that term because it, money's involved. But I think this applies to anyone who's going from, who's casual about photography to being serious about photography. So even if someone has a full-time job, they don't want to make money from their photography, but they want to get better at it. Yes, all of these same lessons still apply. So, when we when we say at least when I say professional, I don't mean it in a money sense. I mean it in a how serious are you about your craft kind of sense, and that could be whether you get paid a lot or get paid nothing for what you do. There's a, if there's a sincerity to the work, then yes, I understand that makes a lot of sense, G. I agree. Um, yes, well, guys, I think we're done with our uh, our uh, discussion for the month. I want to thank everybody for joining me, Guillermo Ubia, also Vic Strokia. Um, Upcoming events, let's not let you forget about Saturday, October 15th, the High Def Digital SLR Video Workshop. That's $175 for two days. A great exhibit coming up on the 21st of October, Mongolia and Other Place, an exhibit, exhibit by Damian Dawson. That's at the CPI proper. And look for some information coming up very soon about this year's Help Portrait. You can find that all on the Meetup dot com site. Learn more about the Charlottesville Photography Initiative by visiting us online at meetup.com forward slash the CPI. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Membership right now is $20 a year. That gets you qualified for our events, education, networking, and community outreach opportunities. But we will be increasing membership fees to $40 a year, and that will start November 1st of 2011. We look forward to seeing you again in November. Also, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast and the group in general. In the meantime, keep shooting. 